Here's the Smart Retirement Cast brought to you by Smart Retirement Media. Now, here's your hosts, Mike and Matt. Hey, listeners, guess what? We're back for another live episode of Smart Retirement Podcast. This is your host, Mike Points of Central Coast Lending. And I'm here with my colleague, Matt Hollander from Century Financial Consultants. Matt, what's the dilly? Uh, I'm excited about today's episode. It's going to be kind of fun. Um, definitely yeah. a little different than our norm, to say the least. Uh, I know we teased the idea of some cryptocurrencies, so looking forward to diving into that. But uh, before we do, uh, everything, I mean, we had the draft uh, recently as far for the NFL draft. Yeah, baby. Uh, you pretty happy with what was going on there? Yeah, I mean, as a Niner fan, I think we had a good draft. I think we focused on the positions that we really needed to go out and get, and we got some depth in them. Uh, you know, we obviously took a big gamble on a quarterback that has only thrown 300 passes in college, and if you look at statistics, you'll see that the last 10 quarterbacks that won a Super Bowl threw at least 1,200 or more passes in the NCAA, but that's all statistics. No yeah, one cares about that battle, you know. I'm no excited. one cares about that crud anyways. The Steelers might actually have a running back this year, picked up Najee Harris, you know, uh, out of Alabama, so, you know. Yeah, and he transferred from Oklahoma, didn't he? Or where was he before? Uh, you know, you're... Oh, no. You're, you're straight. I'm not sure. Najee Harris is a great running back, yeah. But, you know, the problem with Pittsburgh is not the running back, it's the offensive line. Yeah, yeah, I would I would, I would, would tend to agree there. So we'll see how it so I'm not sure how that's going to fix the offensive line. But now if the other guy gets injured, you've got a great rookie. There you go. There you go. <laughs> but I, I, I think that, you know, so I got my second vaccine shot. I'm vaccinated. Cool. I got mine. I got mine. Got mine on Cinco de Mayo. The first one was a breeze. The second one made me feel like I literally had COVID. I was really so much pain. Yeah, yeah. I, I, had, I was. Like, uh, I was I down had the for Moderna. Okay. And I, I Moderna. I don't know if there's a difference between the Pfizer and the Moderna as far as the reactions I've heard there is. I did the Pfizer. I was down for like a day. Uh, other than that, kind of rebounded and back to normal, baby. So it's. Uh, oh, I'm yawning. <laughs> where you, you can see the the shirt here we're in full pretty much summer swing here in arizona uh yeah 100 degrees all week and uh it's about time that i come and visit you so time to get out of the heat <laughs> i'd love that yeah we are we're we're wine tasting country with this it's windy but it was 70 and i think what here here's what i love best about california this time of year is that the hills are still a little bit green and you know it's just starting to get warm, but we do have a drought issue this year, unfortunately. Um, doesn't, so doesn't California always have a drought issue? We're a desert. People forget that. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, we have a drought issue most of the time, mainly because there's like over 30 million people that live in the state, um, and so that's a problem. I think they're saying the, the majority are, of the West Coast is is going to be in a drought this year. So 30 million that are on record. <laughs> we don't, let's not go down that rabbit hole so the today's show is going to be uh, originally we went out and found uh michael noel of blockchain consultants he's a cbp that's c like charlie b like boy p like paul that's a certified blockchain professional 
when Matt told me what that was, I had literally no idea. I had to look it up and, Mike. It's okay. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so a block, this blockchain professional is, he's been in the Bitcoin and crypto, crypto yeah. sorry, cryptocurrency. I did it again. Cryptocurrency, um, you know, industry, if you will, sure. from the beginning. This guy, like, has helped set up certain, so he's going to be more technical than he will be um, like advising on the finance side of it. He's going to be more technical as to what it is and, you know, so that listeners can wrap their head around maybe what's coming and help them more with speculation or forecasting this market and, and how much it's just going to revolutionize the way that we do business in the world. Um, so that's fascinating. It's not going to be our normal like ROI or yield conversation that we go into. So just sit back and enjoy the ride. It's, it's it's an interesting one. We'd probably talk to him for about 25 to 30 minutes. Um, he's based out of Arizona. He's over near you in Chandler, yep. right, Matt? Yeah. So um, for those Arizona people that listen to the show that have ties to Matt, um, if you wanted to call him up, you certainly could. You can call anyone and could call him, but he's based in Arizona. And then um, I wanted to also say that, you know, Listeners, do us a favor and write us in at info at smartretirementpodcast.com. Info at smartretirementpodcast.com. Let us know what you think about the show. We're kind of going out on a little bit of a limb here. We're doing some different things this year, trying to test the water with what's interesting. Like we said, have more guests. In order for us to do that, we have to reach out to some people that are outside of our center of influence. So we're not exactly sure what they're going to say all the time on the show. Absolutely. But we are interested in giving you guys more cool content to listen to while you mow the lawn, water your dog, water your beer dog. on. Water yeah, your water dog. your dog. Okay. That's when you just water the dog with the hose. <laughs> and then, and then, or like drink a drink a beer on a weeknight and you just want to listen to some some your buddies mike and matt yeah love it and uh listeners as always you can give us a phone call 866-53-RETIRE and that's 866-53-RETIRE give us a plug and uh you know any questions that you may have you want us to discuss live on the show we're happy to do it but uh yep without further ado i know we've got uh mr michael noel waiting uh to happily jump on here with us so uh, without further ado, Mike, if it's cool with you, why don't we go ahead and take a quick break, and when we come back, we will have Mike Noel with Blockchain Consultants. Buckle up. <laughs> we'll be right back after the short break. It's been a roller coaster of a start to the new decade. From the pandemic to the election, record low interest rates, a wild market, home prices that seem to have no ceiling, it leaves us asking what's next? Can the economy and the market continue to grow? What will this past election do to my investments? Is it time to sell my home before the market adjusts to downsize? How can I best maneuver to maximize return? The answer is simple. It never hurts to get a second opinion. From a team like Century Financial Consultants, with over 40 years of financial planning experience, get a free income analysis from Century Financial Consultants today to see where you stand and if you're ready for any changes we may face in the coming year. Give Century Financial Consultants a call today at 866-53-RETIRE. That's 866-53-RETIRE. Prepare for an uncertain tomorrow so you can relax and enjoy today. Get a free income analysis from Century Financial Consultants at 866-53-RETIRE. That's 866-53-RETIRE. Century Financial Consultants, California license number 0L23991 and 017-5638. 
Hey guys, Mike Points, co-host of your Smart Retirement Podcast, here again with another great loan idea. If you're like me, you've been sitting in your house wondering, how can I make the house bigger, better, or even smoother to walk through? Well, guess what? I've got the renovation loan for you. Banks are now looking at your cool idea and seeing what the after construction value of the house will be, and they'll let you borrow up to that after construction value. Guys, we can do up to 95% loan to value on your primary residence. And if you've got investment properties, we can do up to 75% loan to value on those. Listen, start with Advice Before Price. That's my website. Go to Advice Before Price and start an application or reach out to me through the website. I'll go into details with you about the renovation loans and help you understand how this will work. I'm excited to turn this imagination into a reality this week. So reach out to me at advicebeforeprice.com. Thanks guys. Now here's to the show. And then less number. One two four six two two four. We've got the beautiful mind here in the flesh, Michael Knoll from Blockchain Consultants. Mike, welcome to the show. The, the, the beautiful mind, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, there's I a much there's a much lower much lower barrier to entry for that, I guess, for me to qualify. Well, you know what I mean. I mean, your 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 intellect is just, you know, I mean, you could talk on any subject, I feel like, for minutes and upon hours. Yeah, um, what just is in the good, short good. interview I had with you, I, I realized that, that you've got the ability to really, almost like an engineer, pull things apart in your brain and put them back together again. <laughs> it's lonely in here. It's lonely in here. Welcome <laughs> to the show. Um, our listeners, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, our listeners are excited to have you. I know this is a new topic for us. We've never talked about cryptocurrency. We talk about all different types of retirement tools. And um, I thought before we get into the ta-da, you tell us just a little bit about you so the listeners get to know like where you're coming from, your background in not just crypto, but in business and you know, where you're situated in this great nation. Uh, yeah, I, you know, situated here during the pandemic in beautiful downtown Chandler, Arizona. and. Uh, it's kind of hot here in the winters, but or in the summers, but the winters are, are pretty good. Really like yeah, it here in Chandler. Actually, actually born in Mesa, so I haven't moved much. Um, I spent some time in California, um, did you know college and things of that nature. Moved back, and you know I've been working here ever since. I, I've uh, worked in finance for twenty plus years, middle market intermediary, working for large private equity groups, sourcing strategic acquisitions for them. I got out of that in about 2003, 
Uh, kind of retired, lasted about six weeks or so, maybe seven. Actually, it was probably closer to five. Um, just couldn't sit still, just couldn't see retirement, so went back to work uh, just as a consultant for small businesses that were doing marketing and things of this nature because that was easy. Um, yeah. Did that for about 10 years, and uh, 2014, a friend of mine says, hey, look, there's this thing called mining, and I want to get into it. Can you... You know, let's let's look at this thing called mining. And I went, you know, um, uh, if I'm going to have a shovel in my hand, it's going to be in the backyard on the tomato plant. So I'm not going to be out there digging, digging around. He said, no, 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 it's cryptocurrency mining. And for some reason, that was OK. I don't know why, but for some reason it was OK. So we started down that rabbit hole and did some mining, um, Feathercoin, Litecoin, uh, you know, Bitcoin, you know. Uh, did some speculation with mining. Um, yeah. That difficulties went up. Power went up. It was difficult to make a profit on it. So we, we start, stopped doing that at one point. Then everything changed and we started doing it again and built a couple of data centers. And I mean, it's 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 mining cryptocurrencies is just such an in and out thing. I don't think I wouldn't recommend that to, to anyone at this point. But. Yeah, I think most of our listeners, I would imagine, if I just take the mic for a second from me here, Michael, is sure. gonna, they're going to be more inclined to electronically purchase or own cryptocurrency. Um, well, there's very good news for you. I mean, I opened up my PayPal wallet, and there's actually a place in there for cryptocurrency. So you can actually, anyone with a PayPal at this point can have a, a cryptocurrency wallet. makes it really easy to, to buy cryptocurrencies. Yeah. So what exactly is cryptocurrency? Like if you could, if you had to stand up in front of an auditorium, how would you explain that? Um, do you have a dollar bill? Sure. I pull it do, out. Uh, you know what? I don't. Not on it. Mm. By the way, for those of you that are listening to our podcast, we also air this on YouTube, so you can watch this visually. We got a dollar bill. He's waving in front of the screen. It's a real dollar bill. Yes, it looks real. Right? Yeah. Right. Uh, I'm here, Mike. I'm going to give you this dollar bill. Yeah, you can't. Right? You're trying to. <laughs> there you go. Put it to the camera. Yeah, and I'll. It do doesn't work. Best. It doesn't. I'll have to. I will have to send this to you. Yeah. Yeah, that'll happen. <laughs> right. In exchange Crypt for the in exchange for what you want from me today, right? Crypt cryptocurrencies are different. Cryptocurrencies, I could get into my wallet, I can send money to you, no problem. Right? I don't need MasterCard, Visa, American Express. I don't need to pay Nine per, two or two and two point nine percent uh, transaction fees plus fifty percent plus this plus that plus the other. I mean, there's four or five bucks every time you you swipe a card in some sort of transaction fees, and you can think, well, uh, they're paying that, not me. But eventually, you pay it anyway with higher prices. Correct. With cryptocurrencies, it's peer to peer. If I have a, a a Bitcoin wallet and I transfer one of my bitcoins to your Bitcoin wallet, it happens immediately. It happens inarguably, unhackably, and immutably. So it's done and over. You get, you have your Bitcoin. It's different than the 
standard fiat currencies we have, which are not digital. These are not digital. We can't right. send them like an email. Think about digital currencies as a dollar bill you can send like an email. Okay, so I think for the most part, people get that it's digital, but how is it like if I was to print more of those dollars, then the, the value of the currency would slowly diminish because there'd be more volume of dollars than there are demand for dollars. So you're talking about supply, you're talking about um, uh, inflation, right? Yeah, essentially and, I'm talking and, about like... And, and uh, dilution is what you're talking dilution about. Dilution is more correct. Dilution, that is right? exactly what I was going to say. So if I have 2 million tokens and I go through my... And well, it depends on how you're setting it up because things, things are different for every kind of thing. If I want to buy a home and have it rendered, represented by a token, then that's going to be a security. Uh, and, and you have to go some some different things. If I just want to go and send money to someone who lives in Canada, and it's difficult for me to send cash through the banks, but I have someone that lives in Canada. Right. You know, as long as I have his email address, I can go now into my PayPal wallet and send him cryptocurrencies. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what? So how many different types of cryptocurrency are there? Um, there are a myriad of different uh, uh, cryptocurrencies, and it depends upon what you're doing. Um, there are uh, uh, cryptocurrencies out there. XYO is one. It tracks where you are, and it has an algorithm. Algorithms are just equations, right? So it has an equation yeah. that keeps track of where you are, so now you have proof of location, right? And if I have, uh, I think I had one sitting on my desk somewhere, a beacon. I don't have an XYO beacon, but if I did and it was next to a, a, a router, so the, route, the XYO router publishes its location. That's proof of location, right? And if I have a, a, a something that is on the same network that goes by it, then you have proof of proximity. So this device, can pay that device for telling it where it's at. Now, it doesn't really sound like that's too interesting until you start, you know, looking at pizza delivery and looking at uh, Amazon and looking at all the tracking that they're doing and, and everything of that nature. How do you track it, but have it available to everyone, right? Okay. Difficult, difficult to track things like that. Uh, okay. So I think I appreciate your your sound technical definition of cryptocurrency. So then was let's it too, ask was for, it too high? Too high? No, no, not at all. I I mean I I asked for a definition and that's what you gave me. Let's talk. Let's switch gears and get into the more qualitative part of it. Like why is it so attractive? Why, I mean, and not very attractive today, unless you like to buy the dips. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that, it doesn't make any difference. I mean, it just really doesn't make any difference. Uh, the real what value, you mean by that is it doesn't make a difference what it's valued at? No, it doesn't. Okay, interesting. But in, in fact, um, the higher the value of the token, the lower the value of the platform that it represents. Because uh, blockchain in and of itself is nothing but a database. You... You pay the Ethereum people to add um, 
uh, data to their blockchain. And sometimes it's in smart contracts and sometimes it's in, look, I moved money from this wallet over to that here to, to that wallet. It's all the same. Who are the it's Ethereum all, people? The Ethereum? So uh, Ethereum is open source. Um, okay. But in a he nutshell, is, like they're they're like Amex or Visa or Mastercard, they're controlling the transaction. They, uh, it's the platform that does the transaction. No one controls the transaction. It's done in a manner that makes it immutable and unhackable. There's there's there is a group that runs this thing, but the miners are actually responsible for adding the blocks. Okay. And the Ethereum org is headed up by, I can't remember his name and he's going to kill me next time I see him. Um, well, Vitalik Buterin is probably the one that most people really understand. Vitalik Buterin is the brains behind uh, the Ethereum blockchain. Um, right. And Joe, I can't remember his name. Ah, Joe Rogan? No, not Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Anyway. Um, I digress. So it's, it's so yeah. I guess what I was trying to get out of that question is, why is it so volatile? Like, why two weeks ago was everyone that owned Bitcoin walking down the street saying, "Look at all these idiots that don't own Bitcoin," and now this week they're like, "Oh my God!" Well, I, like, I don't have enough money, like Elon Musk or Snoop Dogg, to withstand this. I, I better sell and get out. So why well, is it so? Why is it so volatile? Is it because, because it, of this relation that you talk about where as the value goes up, it costs more to do the business? Do you own AT&T stock? I do, but I own it in, within a fund. I don't own it indirectly. So you want to sell AT&T stock. Very difficult to do, right? Most people own their, their stocks in a portfolio. Very difficult to get in and out of. Um, you you know if you have it with a broker the broker you know we, when you go to take it out the broker is going to counsel you not to sure um, there are yeah, all kinds of things went. yeah there's all kinds of things that go into that with Ethereum I can do a transaction and have it happen in a matter of minutes and it's done and over and I can just transmit that to someone else and they can buy it you can go to my website blockchainconsultants.io click on cryptocurrency exchange and there's a peer-to-peer -peer exchange where people actually trade uh, their cryptocurrencies for your cryptocurrencies. And you would do that like stocks because they're valued at different, different. Um, like no, 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 not like stocks. Different stocks. Price. Yeah, I, I hate to say this on your show, but the stock prices right now are gamed, um, and there's not much. For, yeah, I mean, well, I don't we don't sell stocks, so don't worry about offending us. Okay, well, I don't think that there's a company in the world that's worth, you know, a thousand times its earnings. That that basically means it's going to take a thousand years to get back its earnings, right? Most sure. companies are priced in the two, three, four, five times earnings, and you can't buy buy stocks for that. I mean, it's just, it's all up there. It's all about speculation. Let me help you out with speculation. Uh, speculation is the worst thing that we that we as human beings do to other human beings. It's a zero-sum game. It adds nothing to the GDP. 80% of the time someone loses, 15% of the time someone wins, 5% of the time someone loses. Uh, so it's a break-even, 5% of the time. 80% of the time when someone loses, it's usually, you know, your mom's 401k. 15% of the time when someone wins, it's someone that doesn't need the money anyway. 
Um, It's just not a good idea. And that's what's driving the stocks of uh, AT&T and all these other publicly traded companies. It's also driving Ethereum. It's also driving all these cryptocurrencies. All these cryptocurrencies out there are basically Betamax. VHS hasn't hit the market, won't hit the market until 2022. So there's really no value in this market. Yet, if you look at the value of these platforms as a bank, right? If we include them as banks, and we're beginning to kind of put Bitcoin and Ethereum into that kind of bank mode. But if you look at the value, the cap table of Bitcoin, it becomes the largest bank in the world. The second largest bank in the world would be JP Morgan. And the third largest bank in the world would be Ethereum. Interesting. But banks have regulations and banks do do business a certain traditional way. Can I ask you a question, Mike? Sure. Why do you think they have regulations? So that they can... To keep the bad people from doing bad things. Sure. And so... Why don't we just build a platform that people can't do bad things on? And that's what you said. You're saying Ethereum is that. Yes. And, I mean, th- from beginning of time till now, there's always been pirates. There's some great pirates. There's some really terrible pirates. So what makes you think that this is unpenetrable? Unpenetrable? It cannot be penetrated. It cannot be penetrated. Uh, is is Matthew around? He is. Yeah, he's, he's in the... He's, uh, he's, I'm here. He may not be. Maybe he is. Can I get you on camera? I'm here. We're here. Grab a piece of paper really quickly. Piece of paper. Okay. You too, Mike. Okay, got it. Put the number number two on it. Okay. How big? (laughs) So. Don't ask that question. We're all waiting for Matthew, ladies and gentlemen, who doesn't seem to be able to use a pen. He's suffering from the 2% rule, maybe. Is that why you made us write in the two? Yeah, just put the two on the piece of paper. Okay. Show it. Okay, so this is how a blockchain transaction is recorded, right? It's recorded first on mine, and then that same transaction is recorded on everyone's blockchain. There's a central blockchain that has every transaction that has ever been recorded on it. And it's there for posterity. It will never end. Right now, hold them up because now hold them up for a second. Hold them up there. I got it. Hold them up there. All right. So now, Mike, um, you're going to send me that really nice uh, table that's behind you there. And uh, I'm going to send you five uh, Ethereum. Okay. Sure. For that. That Yeah. So, okay. So hang on. So now. I know that everyone knows that my wallet has two uh, Bitcoins in it, right? Hold it up, Matthew. Hold it up. All right, so now I'm going to hack my wallet, and I am going to change it so that I have five Bitcoins in it because I really want to buy that table that's behind you, Mike. So now I'm going to go and transfer my five Bitcoins that is in my wallet to your wallet, Mike, and what... What is your wallet going to tell me, Mike? It's going to say that I will have seven, net seven. 
No, it's going to say, look, the five that he says he has in his wallet aren't there. He only has two. Okay. Because you have a copy of his his wallet in your oh, uh, I his see. transaction in your wallet. Sure. So it's immutable and unhackable. You can't you can't change it because it exists a hundred thousand places simultaneously. Every time a new block is added to the chain, it's downloaded a hundred thousand times. So then let's get to uh, the sixty four thousand dollar question. Should individuals invest in bitcoins to support their retirement assets and no no I, I don't think so i don't think so because you're just saying hey this is just a cool way to transact it's not a marketplace or no i'm saying i'm saying look this is a fundamental change in the way that we do business it is it is a paradigm shift that's coming down the pike um what does that mean that means that we're in distributed ledger and that took that is now taking over double ledger accounting and double ledger accounting took over single ledger accounting. Let's talk about this for a moment. Uh, the pharaohs, uh, you had one pharaoh that had 10 horses and the other pharaoh that had five horses, right? And uh, the way they kept track of this, uh, their horses was on a cuneiform tablet, a clay tablet. And they would have a tablet that said, look, I own 10 horses. And there would be another cuneiform tablet for the other pharaoh and it would say, he has five horses. Well, the one pharaoh that, that has 10 wants to give all 10 of his horses to the pharaoh that only has five. So now they have a cuneiform tablet that says you have 10 horses, but you've given it away. How do you do that? You break the cuneiform and create a new ledger. You have to create the ledger over every time there's a transaction. And the guy you gave the 10 horses to, he's got 15 now, so he's got to break his and create a new ledger. This is single ledger accounting. And... It doesn't sound like a whole lot, but uh, it took us through the 14, mid 1400s, 1450, 1400, somewhere right around in there, right? Um, then we had a thing called double ledger accounting. And you've all heard that word. You probably don't know a whole lot about where it comes from, but uh, there's a lot of stories. I prefer the one, uh, the, uh, the innkeeper um, in uh, Austria would pay his workers with beer. So uh, the worker would come in and he'd go, hey, clean that uh, uh, stall out. And he would go clean it out, come back and get a beer, single ledger accounting. Um, the, the guy come, walks in uh, one day and says, give me a beer. He said, well, go clean out the stall. He said, yeah, well, I cleaned out two stalls yesterday. You only gave me one beer. You owe me a beer now. And this might seem like it's difficult to difficult thing to do or an easy thing to do, but it's very difficult if you have multiple transactions and you don't have a way to keep track of it. This is why we accounted, this is why the uh, double ledger accounting was invented. So now we have checks and balances and we have credits and debits and we can keep track of, of how many beers that that innkeeper owned that guy for cleaning out the stalls. It was a big deal. The, the, yeah. In the move from single ledger accounting but, to wait, double but, ledger accounting. Hey, Michael. So I think what you're doing is you're given like a great epic history of this comparison and saying to me that the speculation, you mentioned speculation already heavily on this show and why that's one of the worst things that's happened to mankind is because it's very misleading. It's very, it, it tugs on our emotional heartstrings and makes us believe things that are pragmatic or, you know, factual. Or not pragmatic, right? Or not pragmatic. 
minds should say that's just BS, you know. Um, but this is a trillion dollar market now. And like you said, it's, I mean, JP Morgan Chase <laughs> is the second bank behind <laughs> the top bank. So yeah. people aren't just like saying, oh yeah, that's hogwash anymore. Initially, I remember they were like, this is bullshit, you know, like there's, there's no way that this is going to go on. It's like a flash in the pan, but. Well, hang on a second here. Uh, Bitcoin, is, and let me finish with my, my story real quick. And it's okay. going to take really quick, right? So you got single ledger accounting, double ledger accounting, and 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 that's where we where we have existed. We've created banks, we've created lending, we've created real estate, we've created industries, we've created businesses, all that could could not have been done with single ledger accounting. Okay. You're going to see a bigger difference when we go from double ledger to distributed ledger because distributed ledger can be automated and things get done effectively and efficiently with zero marginal cost. This is the thing that's coming. And so then, so then trade will inevitably evolve to digital. Digital. And so then if I want to buy a car, I want to go down to Tesla and buy this car, I would just like from my phone wire the funds for the down payment. Yep. And just transfer. Just... Yep, here's my wallet number. Okay, I'll, I'll ship it over. Oh, I see it. It's here. Okay, thank you. Or we'll set up a smart contract that will hold the money and only disperse the funds after certain criteria have been met. Okay, so a smart contract has conditions like normal contracts do. And... If this, then that arguments for money. Gotcha. And then escrows we, held. We, we don't, we, yeah, if we want to do an escrow, right? If we have this, we have to go through an escrow company. Yeah. Right? If we have uh, digital currencies, we just go through a smart contract that someone wrote five years ago and doesn't cost me anything. And that contract is bona fide approved by a, a board or it's been used a, it's been used a million times it's just like you know attorneys whether or not you you want to really understand it attorneys use boilerplate all the time yes yeah i get that and so judges are now honoring and, and reviewing and acknowledging these contracts right i mean that's yep interesting we've been doing this for a while you said 2014 was when you initially got brought into mining I got in the mining in 2014. 2011 is when I first got into mining. 2014 is when I read the white paper for Ethereum by Vitalik Buterin. Um, it changed my life. I mean, I didn't sleep for three weeks. I mean, literally didn't sleep for three weeks. So where do you think this is going? I mean, something you don't sleep for three weeks for. I mean, you said earlier, this is beta, Max, and VHS has yeah, VHS VH, v the market yet. So yeah, yeah, in like yeah. two minutes or three minutes or less, where is this industry going? And um, everything is going to change and change very dramatically. And it's going to be changing very, very quickly. Uh, when, if, uh, and it's the consensus algorithm, we didn't get go into consensus at all, but consensus is at the root of everything. But when we go to proof of stake in Ethereum 2.0, um, eventually within a year, it's going to be really quick. It's going to be quicker than anything else, and we're going to continue to build and build and build. Um, and and we're talking like four cent transactions with four second settlement. We'll be able to build smart contracts that do just about everything and do it for less than anything else. Here's the truth of the matter, and you can 
close with if, if, if you want. There's been 19 million, somewhere right around 19 million Bitcoins minted since the very beginning, more than 10 years ago. Each one of these Bitcoins, the 19 million Bitcoins, has been fractionalized hundreds of thousands of times. So we literally have trillions and billions of these little fractions that are floating around there that we keep track of. Now, we can tell you who owns every single fraction of every single Bitcoin, who owns it right now this minute. We can tell you who owned it 10, 10 seconds ago. We can tell you who owned it 10, 10 minutes ago. We can tell you who owned it 10 hours ago, 10 days ago, 10 weeks ago, 10 months ago, if it had been around 10 years ago. We can do that with 100% accuracy without any variables. But we can't tell you who owns a piece of property in the United States because the way they keep track of that is so flawed that we need to have a uh, title industry, which is, I think it's $3 billion industry with 98% earnings. It's like obscene. They don't spend any money. It's like obscene. And the, the most expensive part of a, tr of a real estate transaction is the real estate agent. The, the second most expensive is the title policy, which we won't need with blockchain. And the, the thing that takes the most time uh, on a real estate transaction is the title policy, which we can do in a matter of moments. Tracking uh, it on I mean, blockchain. I would argue it's the, the appraisal typically and, and occasionally it's the underwriting depending on how truthful the loan officer is in the beginning of the transaction saying this actually is approved. Sometimes people will just do a phone call on the way to the golf course and say, oh yeah, it sounds like you'd be able to get a loan. Let's write up a letter. But if they if they definitely are bona fide and approved, then I'd say the longest piece of the puzzle is the appraisal. But you're right, title companies make sure that they get paid many different ways in that transaction. So are you saying that Cryptocurrency could be a good investment in the future when VHS comes out. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, it it it. You're you're going to have to eventually migrate to digital. And so, do you think that that will just like we've seen in many technological evolutions? Do you think that blockbuster go away and die uh, off? yeah, banks are going away, title companies are going away, uh, healthcare is changing dramatically. I uh, Visa, yeah. MasterCard, American Express network is going away. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy. true, though. It's true. So if I, yeah, so then it's, it's literally impossible for you to give me an idea of what you think, what you could forecast this industry will eventually end up being because... It's the biggest thing that's ever happened. It, it is a paradigm shift. You are living, uh, feature, uh, feature yourself living in 14500 when, you know, yeah. you, you couldn't keep track of things. You didn't have double ledger accounting. There were no banks. There was no nothing. You just had to keep, think of the difference that double ledger accounting made and how and what we did with that and built banks and built all this economy, right? It pales in comparison to what's going to happen in the next paradigm with digital currencies because they're, uh, because you have this, if this, then that arguments for digital currency and we can go back and forth, back and forth with zero friction and set up contracts that can be executed uh, time and time and time again and uh, each time expecting the same result. So listeners, we're here with Michael Noel of Blockchain Consultants and... Um, 
you know, fascinating, fascinating discussion. I told you before we started the show, Michael, we could probably do this for an hour, but unfortunately we just try to keep most of our shows to 45 minutes or less. Can I, uh, for attention span and quite frankly, you know, we know we're not the only podcast that our listeners listen to. Yeah, absolutely. Can Um, I do a shameless, shameless plug? I was about to ask you to do that. Go to Amazon and buy a book called The Truth Machine. Okay. Michael Casey and Paul Wagner. Okay. So go to if you, it's called The Truth Machine, huh? It's called The Truth Machine. It's all about blockchain. And yes, blockchain is the truth machine. And so when you what type of services do you offer your clients? Um I do consulting right now, so I I get called into a lot of enterprises that are uh, looking to incorporate blockchain into their current uh, workflows. I get called in by entrepreneurs who are looking to employ, uh, create non-fungible tokens, create security tokens, Um, just people that really want to sit down and and chat and and figure out what it's all about. I mean, it's a a cross-section of people. Uh, if they want me to get involved in actually doing stuff, then, you know, the preface is, look, it's going to have to be on ETH and you, you, you're not going to be able to actually do transactions until sometime next year. Well, Michael, you didn't disappoint. Like I said, you could talk about a <laughs> bunch of things for a long time in great detail. I want to I want to thank you sincerely for coming on the show today. I think it was great. I'm honored and thank you so much. And um, that's going to be a wrap for us now. So um, we're going to go ahead and close out the show. Mike, thanks again. Um, thanks, guys. Thanks, Ann, Michael. You guys be good. Thank you so much. And if you want to do another one, I, I'm uh, available. We'll chat later, guys. Dynamite. Thanks. Thank you. Ciao. Okay, Matt. Well, that was some detail on cryptocurrency. Um, as you can see, it's so new and so um, cutting edge. I mean, he said 10 years ago, but I think... For the layman, they're just really seeing a lot of it. Yeah, maybe, maybe the last two, three two, years. Three years, right? yeah. But, and uh, and what's to come is, you know, jaw dropping, the way he explains it. I like the history that he gave there, um, and um, how he kind of compared it to that uh, revolution of, you know, just mm-hmm. single ledger to double ledger accounting and digital. Um, fascinating. I mean, it's it's difficult because he is a consultant and he works on these contracts for larger companies, he's not going to be able to get into the nuances of each Bitcoin and do all that stuff. Sure. And I, you know, at the end of the day, it's so different, I think, than most the mentality of of most investors and things out there right now. It's so new that I think everyone's going to have different opinions on what you should be doing. Right. So there's our little disclaimer on the show. I mean, of course, this probably be a topic we'll bring up again later, and we might have someone that has an opposite opinion of what, what Michael was thinking as far as being a good investment or not. So definitely consult with uh, you know your, your financial advisor you're currently working with today. Um, one of the other things that I can recommend is if you go to YouTube, uh, youtube.com uh, slash blockchain weekly, uh, Michael actually does a uh, weekly video there that if you want to learn more about the blockchain, get into a little bit more in-depth detail than we went over today. Um, good show there that you can learn a little bit more. But uh, Mike, uh, anything else you want to add? I went on his website, blockchainconsultants.io, and at the top navigation page, there's a cryptocurrency exchange. There's like a hundred different types of Bitcoin, and you can compare them to the other and look at an exchange. It's pretty interesting. 
it's pretty yeah i mean bitcoin i guess would technically be the type of coin right so there's different types of i'm sorry thank you yeah different types of crypto yeah. thank you i i didn't i would have heard that after we aired the show and said you got you sound like an idiot mike but <laughs> cryptocurrency no, no. bitcoin's just one of them it's like i need a kleenex no what you need is a tissue kleenex tissue. makes the right. tissue you know Right. I need, I need hand sanitizer. Therefore, I need Purell. I, need Purell. Uh, I mean, we all know that you can make hand sanitizer just about anything now uh, after this pandemic. Or those so, they've tried. Yeah. Those ones at Trader yeah, Joe's smell like a bad night in college. It's like tequila. <laughs> That's exactly where I was going. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, Mike, let's, let's wrap this one sure. up for the day. And uh, listeners, thanks for uh, tuning in again. And uh, we'll be back with you in a couple weeks for our next episode. So let's go out and make the rest of our lives the best of our lives. From my heart and from my hand, why don't people understand my intention? The opinions voiced in this podcast are for general information only and are not intended to provide or construed as providing specific investment advice. Any economic forecast set forth in this podcast may not develop as predicted, and there can be no guarantee the strategies promoted will be successful. All performance reference is historical and is no guarantee of future results. Investing involves risks, including the potential loss of principal. No investment strategy or risk management technique can guarantee return or eliminate risk in all market environments. Thanks for tuning into this podcast. California license number 0175638 and MLS number 1246224. Making dreams come true, living tissue, warm flesh, weird science. Old plastic tubes and pots and pans, bits and pieces.